Hello, hello, darlings, beloveds. I want to try and put into words some things that are happening energetically for you. And also I'm aware that not all the words feel available, and yet there is a strong enough desire to to try that here I am. <laughs> so kind of roll with me a little as I try to kind of, the words are like planes circling at the airport, and so I will try to support them to land as we go here. So I am recording this very early, very early in the morning of uh, March 21st in Pacific time. And we have had a number of really incredible recent uh, energies. And there's been just sort of this sort of wave after wave and inflection point after inflection point that has been occurring, particularly in, in recent days. And, um, and then yesterday we had the beautiful equinox energies uh, peaking uh, a little less than 24 hours ago from <clears throat> uh, as I record this. And then a little later uh, on the equinox day for me, the equinox uh, was the, that kind of perfect sort of harmony moment was in my morning time but it may have been in your night time uh, you know everyone in the different time zones it doesn't matter um and so a few hours after that time we began to have a really huge kind of new incoming wave cosmic wave coming in and this is where i'm unclear if words you know if the airplanes of words will land as we talk or not but this has, uh, hmm. so contextualize this in the larger uh, experience of, of humanity going through this big passageway period that I've spoken about in other transmissions. Um, if you haven't heard those, you can go back and catch up with those. Um, but basically, we're in this huge passageway between kind of giant eras, if you will, for humanity. And so that opened. January 21st and stays open through, um, I feel kind of mid to late April with many huge new energies and inflection points along the way still to come. And we've had so many of these already, so it's very fun. It may also be very um, kind of like, wow, like right at the edge of what you can handle um, as well. And that can be both very fun and very uh you know, using of resource within your body, within your experience overall, your, your whole human. And so you just keep on nurturing and supporting yourself and tending to your, to your light and your radiance within as your highest kind of priority and you will find it easiest to move through these uh, at whatever level that looks like for you. So, huh. So as we go through, there's this continued kind of refinement and dis distillation down um, of kind of into kind of purest you. And so what, so that's kind of the larger picture. So what I'm feeling with these new energies that have been coming in is a, 
a finalization or graduation or maturation of key energies within you and then as that kind of finalization maturation graduation within you of each of those energies occurs they then come into union with each other within you and coming into union with each other within you they then create a new thing and so this new energetic that is created within you is now birthing and so I was awakened uh, earlier this morning and it's very early I'm not sure exactly what time it is now it may be five maybe a little before five but I was awakened uh, roughly for my time with this kind of immediate full knowingness of of what I've just described within me and then later the understanding that I am not the only having this experience this is sometimes these experiences are just for me but sometimes they're just oh this is what's happening and sort of and then the and then the desire to share about that with you to support it within you if this is feeling correct for you as well and, and probably if you're called in to listen to this it is so the that union within and this birthing of this new energetic within it's 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 likely you don't really know what that means or looks like or the nature of it you may have some ideas it's entirely unnecessary to at this time have kind of words or mental models about what that is in order to support it fully really want you to hear that you don't have to know what it is to support it fully so supporting it fully is just simply that hmm the the kind of the sense of like a giant uh, flower blooming feeling but in a very like electrical energetic way where there's just this sudden opening of the bud and splaying open of the petals and then the sort of jutting up and out of the inner petals and the inner sort of pistil stamen sort of uh, concepts of that just be in that whatever that is for you just let it just open and bloom and blossom from within just this up and out up and out sort of a as as <laughs> sort of a kapow <laughs> uh, so there may be external circumstances that are reflecting this back to you creating a very joyful if you will sort of fractalization or mirror of that
And for me, this has this is taking the place, uh, taking the form, excuse me, of my home. So uh, some of you may be aware from some earlier shares that I became aware that I would be moving soon. I came to the home I'm currently in, which I call Lake House One, uh, in November of 2020, uh, quite suddenly, where I was guided to uh, to this house. It was a very quick um, awareness within me, oh, that I was going to move. I had been living in the same home for almost 11 years, and that's the longest, actually, I've ever lived anywhere in my entire life since birth. And um, and then it was, okay, so we're going to move. That's going to happen soon. We don't know where, but we know to go and visit with the land uh, up in this area farther north of where I was at the time. Uh, and so uh, kind of was guided to sort of journey up, take a day and drive around up in this kind of area much farther north of where I was. And during that day, then uh, was brought to the lake and had not visited this lake before and although I was sort of vaguely geographically aware of its existence and was brought to the lake and was immediately given the clarity of or experienced the clarity of oh this is where I will be next with no understanding of how that would come into kind of possibility and form um, but just absolute knowingness of like okay well this is where it's going to be next so stand by right and then uh, a few days later was um, kind of given a little nudge uh, late in the evening to go look at a particular site and there was a picture um, and a listing for uh, Lake House One it wasn't called that by others but I immediately recognized it and was like oh yes oh here it is wonderful and received sort of very specific kind of guidance around some things to do exactly at that time and even though it was not like perfectly convenient for my human to do that I just did it exactly as directed if you will I like to joke I just my human just does what she's told <laughs> and when that and when I do that always works out very well for me um and and then within you know the next day it was secured that this would be my new home uh, and then I came and actually visited it in person for the first time a couple of days later. Uh, that was the first time I could get away, but it was already secured and was in the home physically for the first time. But I was already beginning to bilocate and to have the experience of not fully being in my old home, even when my body was there. And not, and this isn't the same as, oh, I'm imagining being there and my thoughts are really obsessed with it. That's very sort of precursor to bilocation. But this was very kind of literally the experience of I'm there, not here kind of vibe. After I visited, visited in person for the first time, then that sensation became incredibly strong and it was almost impossible to function. Uh, back in my old home, but that served me very well uh, to have this kind of very forcible, visceral experience of bilocation because it was almost intolerable and and that just allowed me to have that energy, that drive that I needed to do just a kind of an almost over what would have been otherwise an entirely overwhelming task of rapidly packing up a three-bedroom home 
and purging stuff and just making all the things happen for the move to occur. And it was initially planned that it would be kind of a month out before I would move. Um, that was sort of the tactical, you know, human to human me with the property people plan. Me thinking, oh, I'm going to need time to do all this stuff back in the old home and almost immediately became aware of, no, 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 that's way too long. That's not going to work at all. We need to accelerate this um, immediately. And so then um, just kind of bringing in various different resources and organizing and aligning for, you know, I needed physical help with the move, you know, for a variety of different reasons, uh, organizing, having a big truck rental, blah, 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 blah. And I think it was maybe a week later that then we did what I call phase one of the move, which was all of the core belongings, furniture and, and core belongings and items that I needed in order to begin living in the new home. And then there would, and then there would be more space for the rest of the purging and packing for the phase two of being out of the old place. And so, and it was just this incredible, just, semi-fugue state that I was experiencing during that time because I was really in the new home. I was in Lake House One uh, almost entirely and just sort of barely moving around in the 3D uh, of the old home to get those things done. It was a very weird, wild experience. Uh, not entirely pleasant, but also fine, right? Because all these other things were so pleasant. The 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 the, the, be, the beingness of in the new home was super pleasant was super desirable the unpleasantness was that I wasn't fully able to be there and then you know so that kind of longingness but then also in the 3D back in the old home in my physical presence uh, in the old home was very much like felt like if I paid attention to it felt like moving through molasses and so the the learning of the visceral experience was the muscle development of that experience was to really let my human lean way back and just let my cosmic self just kind of like you know operate the human machine so to speak operate the gravity suit without me having to pay any attention to that and the more I allowed that to just occur the easier things were and they just kind of happened and time would kind of pass and then suddenly on the other side of that I would have you know a room and a half completely packed um as I'm recording this Kali has just come to visit us and say hello and bring her beautiful energy codes into into this very magical being. So Kali, actually, her cosmic being, she's deeply magical, and it's easy to think of her as a cat, but she's not. Uh, she's enjoying her cat suit, though, and, and having the experience of that. But she actually brought in uh, the, very, the specific details of this new home that I'm going to tell you about. So I'm sharing all this kind of personal story, not because it's really about me, but there's there's codes in this story for you and there's also kind of activations from the story for you because you've had your own versions of these experiences in different ways and you will have your own versions of experiences like this in the coming days and it will be useful for you to have some mental models that you can kind of attach these you know wild unprecedented types of experiences in your current human awareness 
to be able to kind of use those stories instead of defaulting to old stories that are habit. Um, so that's that's really an important piece. Um, and then we're and we're going to bring it back around to that uh, shared new energetic of kind of this new union creating this new thing and how that's expressing externally. So I'm reminded of the song Alice's Restaurant, which if you know that. Um, old Arlo Guthrie song there's this part where he's doing this kind of looping of the kind of main I don't know the words musically for this but like the main musical little thing and he's just playing it over and over again and he's like yeah it's going to come around again just wait for it as he's sort of playing through the different chords on the guitar (laughs) and he's just like yep it's coming around again like the chorus line is the chorus section is going to come around again but you have to kind of wait for it so that's exactly what's happening right here in this story um so (laughs) so the (laughs) okay so then I get here, I'm in Lake House One, all the wonderful things, and we go through this incredible experience of these past, is it 16 months, I believe, math, anyway, that have been here in Lake House One having just the most incredible experiences and creating so many different beautiful things and just, uh, just more than I have words for today. And I've been doing a lot of celebrating with the house and with the beings that Uh, welcomed me in here and uh, has been you know just a very joyous time in the last 24 hours and I'm going to continue to do that today Um, and so then I became aware here very recently that I would be moving again and uh, and I've actually been here a little longer than I thought I would be so I kind of had heard when I came here that it would maybe be a year or a little more and uh and then had through sort of you know external circumstances had put into motion a uh that that i would be here through the end of june but i did hear that that wasn't going to be that long but that was just what occurred in terms of paperwork and so i just was like cool great just do the things sign the paperwork it'll work itself out whatever needs to happen will happen correctly and um and so then I had been hearing okay we're going to be moving I and there was this sort of um kind of this uh kind of pause every time I would inquire internally for information um about what more can we learn about the moving as in like when will that happen where will it be what will that look like uh, what action should I be taking to support that in the highest timeline of it? And it would be this kind of like when you have that like the little buffering symbol <laughs> where you have that little spinny, you know, kind of round spinny thing telling you buffering, 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 like waiting, loading, loading, loading. Or like on a on, a, on an Apple computer, you have the little, you know, beach ball, spinning beach ball. Um, And so I would check in and it would just be this kind of like buffering, buffering, loading, loading kind of vibe. (laughs) And which was, of course, frustrating to my human that wants to immediately know everything. Right. I mean, we all want that. We want to immediately know everything. We're like, I don't like ambiguity. I don't like waiting. I don't like not knowing. And, uh, you know, okay, fine. But how do we kind of handle the ambiguity with maturity is actually a key component of, you know, our human development. So just kind of rolling along, doing the things, and then receiving some 
visuals, some imagery, and some uh, information also with numbers um, that felt like this is about the new home to be coming in, but not with super clarity about what to do about that. But having increasing urgency about a particular more kind of refined sense of geographical location and so then spending time kind of driving around in that geographical location not because I was sort of like looking for physical sort of signs about this house here you know um, in terms of literally like this house is available um, although I was open to that but more just sort of energetically uh, aligning the frequencies, if you will. I, I don't know how else to say that. I don't know that that makes 100% sense. But basically, just kind of like, it's here, isn't it? Yes, it's here. Yes, it's here. Okay, I'm here. I'm being here. I'm yes. Call, bring it into form. I'm here. What to give me any information about what to do? And I'm happy to not have information as well. And I'm just going to keep being here. I also want to share with you that this kind of refinement of location was very uh, in a very close kind of radius of less than a mile of my very one of my very favorite spots for visiting the lake. Um, and so you, you know, if you've been with me for a while, you know that I have several different places I like to kind of go visit and be at the lake. And my very favorite one um, was kind of like that that I was a this that the kind of the geographical narrowing down was very much closer to that so I'm probably where Lake House one is is I want to say maybe six miles no not even less than f about five miles from from that favorite spot to Lake House one and uh um, and this felt like I would be very, very close, like within a mile, if not closer. And um, and also useful to be aware that that spot is in a, I think it's a state or is it a county sort of park forest area. Um, so there isn't actually like homes right, right there. Also in that area, geographically, there are no rental homes like that never happens. And there's much lower housing stock. And um, and I'm currently living in one of the hottest real estate markets in the U.S. So it's a like, you know, the real estate reports are basically they kind of categorize things by sort of sort of stable, you know, uh, buyer's market, you know, kind of busy, uh, frenzy, extreme frenzy. In this particular geography, it's always <laughs> extreme frenzy. This is like the realtor reports language that makes me laugh. Um, and so from a 3D perspective, everything that I'm aware of and also desiring is quote unquote impossible. That's important for you to hear because there may be things that you want that are quote unquote impossible. And kind of if there's any lesson in this story for you at all is that the impossible is always possible, that all things are possible. And I'm not some special being that alone can have that experience. Any of us can have that experience at any time. And yeah, I've worked my butt off throughout my human life to get to the experiences and capacity levels that I have now. And things are also different now because I was doing that as we were mired in old world energies and we're in new world energies. So the accelerated opportunity for you it's just, I mean, it's radical.
okay? So the more you can release and let go of your assumptions about how things have to occur, the more rapidly you're going to be able to kind of move into whatever that boom, 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 snap, 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 pow, 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 of just kind of just quickly shifting through many, 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 many layers of what would in the past be a very elongated time arc. Ah, okay. So I'm having this image of like a time as like a thread, like a long line, uh, like a string that you're used to thinking about it in that way. And when things happen quickly, it's a sort of like we're taking one point in the thread and then a future point later in the thread and we're immediately kind of matching them up to each other and kind of creating like a little loop in the thread and sort of jumping you from one place to the other. But it's not a forward jump, okay? This is really important. You're not moving from point A jumping forward into point B, you're bringing point B to yourself at point A. You're folding the thread and bringing it right in here. You're kind of zoop, pulling that thread into you here. And you can just keep doing that like zoop, bloop, bloop, pulling these future points along the thread into right where you are because there is no other place than where you are. You are, that's it. That's all there is. And so you can sort of bring in any of these threads into where you are now. Okay, that was fun. Hopefully that's a fun image for some of you. And we could spend, you know, hours and hours and hours diving into and talking about that particular image and, you know, kind of how to go about that. Um, but that's, you know, not what we're doing here. <laughs> that's a kind of a deeper process lesson space. But you can use that energetic of that and that image of that and work with it on your own immediately. Okay, so back to where we're at. Okay, so I'm having this blah, blah, blah kind of knowledge and awareness. Now, I want to speak about the difference between kind of trust and faith and knowingness. So knowingness is like the whole game. When we get to that capacity where we have that knowingness, we just, it's just, you just know, right? Now, sometimes people will talk about like, my guides told me the thing, my, my, you know, um, I was given kind of visions or, or information and then I acted on it. I often use that language actually. That's actually <clears throat> not usually my experience. It doesn't come as an outer experience. It isn't another entity or being or God or angels or other guides or dragons or blah, blah, whatever the other energies are that I'm aware of and work with. Um, on my kind of what I call my council of 12 um, that are giving me that information 98% of the time. It's I'm just having the knowingness. And, and to use our little thread story that we were just using, it's basically I'm just that time is coming into me right here, right now, and, I'm, and I have awareness of it. So sometimes I think of it as time hopping. You know, all these different words are just mental models. And remember that our mental models actually don't matter so they're just what's useful to us and we take what's useful and we go so that knowingness however is a very different quality of experience than a kind of a trusting now trusting is really important and so in this process i would say the 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 high highest benefit for me has been of trusting has been when there is ambiguity so when I don't have full knowingness and I'm in that place of ambiguity, this is within my human, of course, because my cosmic has full knowing of everything. 
in my human, when I have that kind of ambiguity and I'm waiting for the knowingness, this is where trust and patience are everything. When I can have trust, full trust and full patience that all is being kind of revealed to me by me, by my cosmic self in the correct timing and that I just kind of keep going and that I understand that, if you will, my highest action, so to speak, during that interim time and also all the time, but especially during that interim time is to just simply feed and support and nurture my own inner magic, my own inner radiance, my own inner light, my resonance and whatever that whatever does that, whatever is causes delight, whatever causes fun, joy and play, that is what feeds and nourishes that magic and that radiance. And tending, if you will, to that flame and keeping it alive and robust and brilliant, kind of the hearth fires are burning, um, that is what then, as soon as the knowingness comes in, then I have all the fuel, so to speak, to immediately be able to be in the correct highest action in support of bringing that knowingness into material form, physical form. So this relationship between trust and knowingness is very important because it's easy to say that one is better than the other. And from a quality of life experience, I would tell you that knowingness is amazing and expanding and expanding and expanding and growing. Your capacity for knowingness is, for me, has just been like kind of a driving inner force for me. And I would say this is very, very uh, common to the highly gifted human. For that to be true for them as well and that could because that knowingness means radical efficiency is possible in your actions and your choices because you just know exactly what to do and you know exactly what's occurring and you're just like la 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 you know tra la la skipping along down the lane just doing exactly those things and not wasting your time on other things i mean efficiency is just such a beloved quality for us as highly gifted humans we're just wired for that and it's because of it it, it's that's one of the ways in which i talk about highly gifted brains essentially creating kind of it's just a precursor to your pan-dimensional nature being experienced in your embodied human form so then suddenly the other day I'm gonna what was the day I don't know this is literally less than a week ago so just a few days ago I was given um, the kind of the knowingness occurred within of oh open this particular page app thing and there it was just like Lake House 1 there was the picture and it was like aha Lake House 2 and I and I called Lake House 1 Lake House 1 from the moment that it was kind of shown to me uh, because I knew immediately there would be more than one lake house. Um, but I didn't need to have any kind of information about that. Although I did have a few different little like fractals of information drop in at that time. But there might even be three. I'm not sure. Um, but, and, and that doesn't matter. It's just sort of fun. So I immediately knew that. And so all my like digital and paper files about this house that I'm, I'm in lake house one as I'm recording this. Um, I are all labeled Lake House One, which is a sort of like inner joke for me and makes me laugh. So, but Lake House, I immediately was like, ah, here's Lake House Two. Oh, fun, beautiful, looking at the pictures of it. Great, cool. And um, immediately noting that, you know, on the listing that had just popped up, 
um, was a note of no emails, only phone calls, which is quite rare uh, for people to want that, but really fabulous for, for, for me for calling things into action. And I've had that experience, by the way, like my very first job when I shifted uh, in careers when I was in my early 20s and was kind of pushed through a massive personal transformation around career, had a similar experience of there was going to be, it wasn't going to work for various reasons for there to be a kind of mail in your stuff kind of mode. This is in the 90s and we had to mail things in then. Um, can you imagine? <laughs> I'm laughing. Like just for those of us who've been around a little longer, like, <laughs> you know, what we do now would seem magical to what we were doing back then. Anyway, so and it was a situation at that time where it was like phone calls only, which was like, ah, perfect. So in this case, it was phone calls only. I immediately hop on the phone. I'm immediately connected to this to this human um, who owns this property. And uh, the home was built by her seven years ago. And she's the owner of it. And she's now going to be renting it. That's a very unique, delicate situation. Uh, and I have been in that situation before. Um, uh, both this home and the prior home that I was in um, were rental situations. Um, I have been kind of very clearly guided around when will I be in an ownership situation again, uh, and it's just not quite yet ready. Um, and in both those situations, I was the first renter to be in those homes. And, uh, and there's a kind of an intimacy and a delicacy and a vulnerability um, of being the, the rental occupant of, an, of a previously owner-occupied home. Um, and there's a sort of a sacred level of that and I take that very seriously and then my presence in the home and kind of my energetics create kind of a huge upgrade for kind of that home and and the and the beings as I am engaged in deep work bringing service and blessings and grace and light and any that I can to the beings and energetics of the land and the home and just everything that is here that's part of my kind of devotional work um, as soon as I start connecting into a place. I encourage you to bring this into your own living wherever you are now and, and wherever you go to. Uh, and uh, and so I immediately start in connection with this uh, person and we then arrange, you know, at her earliest convenience to for me to physically visit the home. I already know this is the home. And I'm telling her, like, basically, let me give you my money today, right this minute. <laughs> but she, of course, wants me to make sure that I've seen the home, that I like the home. And also, um, unspoken, is that she's seen me and likes me. And which I completely understand. And I'm aware, and I think she's may or may not be fully aware, that there's going to be 800,000 applicants for this home immediately. So I'll get over there, visit the home, I'm clear this is the home, uh, you know, engaging with her to make sure that she's feeling that as well. And, you know, we go into the next phase. We, um, you know, basically create that I'm, we're going to just, that this gets locked in. I do all of the 3D paperwork stuff that's required for the various application processes. She's running all that stuff. Uh, while she's doing that, I'm kind of getting ready on my end for things. And, um, we determine that, um, uh, yes. And so then on Friday, no, on Saturday, it's my Monday morning early. 
on Saturday afternoon, we meet up and she accepts a security deposit from me. So now it is secured in the 3D for real that, you know, that the home has sort of landed, the plane has landed, so to speak, uh, using my uh, airport metaphors that have been very rife uh, in recent energetics. Um, and so that's great. And then that activates um, several energetics in various different ways. Um, and different actions begin to occur um, uh, related to the bringing in and the securing of resources uh, to make this happen with kind of grace and ease. So, um, you know, bringing in local guys that I know and securing them for the, the first move, which I hear should be Tuesday morning, uh, reserving a truck, uh, kind of organizing all the kind of physical pieces around that, you know, getting some other kind of help with some different pieces. Um, also some fun money energies, communications coming in around some opportunities to create within my kind of income generating uh, world uh, and network. Um, and kind of making that happen, very fun kind of co-creational things occur over sort of a 36 hour period in that world. Some of you may have been part of that, very fun, very lightful. Um, and so now we're in this place of um, uh, later today, I will get the keys and sign the papers and do the rest of the payments and begin the, you know, Lake House 2 formal phase begins today and then tomorrow morning we do phase one move which i'm doing exactly the same way but it'll be much easier because it's only four and a half miles from here to that home and uh so you know big truck guys you know strong humans with muscles moving things um and other help and we'll then start sleeping in the new home as of tuesday so I have one more sleep left in Lake House One. Um, and I feel a little sort of teary as I say that, just out of just this sort of incredible joy and gratitude to this incredible home that I have been in these 16 months and this beautiful journey we've had. I'll be honoring that today uh, in many beautiful private ways. So back to the energetics that I'm speaking about this morning. So the idea um, of this sort of maturation, graduation of energetics within then coming into union and birthing this new thing, it would be very easy to see and accurate to see that this story of Lake House 2 coming into fruition and opening up physically directly today, that there's like that perfect alignment, that that is the that is what the kind of the new creation is or potentially on another level and that's true and then on another version of that another way of thinking about it, another layer of it is myself and that home are the two energies coming into union to create some new thing that isn't yet named or having form or having a mental model for it that that is that beautiful flower blooming we don't know what that is. So the home, the house, and I are in relationship as we are and will be. And so that's another layer of how to understand this or think about this. And then an even deeper layer that's kind of closer in, right? All these layers are going closer in, if you will, um, 
and they're all true, but just on different kind of layers in the way that different dimensions all exist here and we are engaging, we can engage in different dimensions and they're all correct, if you will, for that dimension, for that layer. And so a deeper in layer is that's just the external material expression of the inner maturation, completion, graduation of inner energetics within my human cosmic original self ongoing integration union and the new creation from that, the new birthing from that is occurring within me and will be interesting to see what comes from that, right? So this is all making sense. Now, another human story that um, that I don't feel at all aligned with at all, but is worth mentioning so that you, as you're playing with mental models and seeing the way our stories and our mental models shape our experience and our reality and our creational capacity, kind of an old version of a story that I could have attached to this whole story. If old human me from, you know, you know, kind of in my... Let's go with, you know, my late 20s, me, maybe early 30s, which uh, I would say is kind of in many ways kind of the the least connected phase of my life before my daughter was born. So I'm going to go with very late 20s, like around 30, uh, right before I got pregnant was when I was at my kind of least connected experience um, as a human. That version of me would probably hear this story and say, Oh, you're just retrofitting all of this narrative to fit the, yeah, you got a new lease. Uh, you, yeah, you got a new rental home. <laughs> right? Like, what a completely fucking uninspired story that is, right? Like, I just look back at her with just absolute love and adoration and also like, darling, I'm so sorry we had to have that experience for that time frame. Um, so glad that we're not having that anymore. Um, but I mention that because there may be times when you're having kind of some of that narrative for yourself and it remind you, you can choose whichever story you want and you get to inhabit whichever story you want. And remember that 2022 in particular, the planetary energy theme is choose your own adventure, choose your own adventure, beloveds. I am choosing my adventure. Choose yours. Choose it every moment, whatever adventure you want. Right. And that relates to this, like choose the layer of the story you want. I choose all the layers of the story because they're all true. They're all correct for me. True isn't even a word that almost makes sense for me. It's just correct. But because true can be sort of fraught with peril, because within the idea of what's true, there can be this fractal of, well, then there must be kind of an objective reality an objective truth that stands on its own and i don't really think that's correct um in my understanding of the nature of quote-unquote reality but we can play with that another day so all the layers that i described uh, a minute ago they all are correct and they are all slightly different dimensions in terms of like playing with the different dimensions. And so kind of feel into that for a minute. Feel how that, right? It runs a little like energetic through you. Like you can maybe feel a little frisson of energy move through you as that occurs. Like, oh, 
that's some interesting codes opening up within you, whatever those are for you, right? They're not my codes, they're your codes. I'm just an activist, I'm, uh, I'm a catalyst. That was really fun. I haven't, so I've, I've used the word activate before, an activator, but I haven't actually made the connection in my human in the words that that is actually what an activist is. And when we think of kind of the human 3D political world of activism, which is something that I have been involved in in most of my earlier uh, phases in my human life, uh, being a strong activist, like, oh, yeah, this is evolutionary activism happening here. And I understand myself to be an evolutionary guide in my human, but this idea of evolutionary activism, that feels really fun. So like, you're here for the birth of that little uh, nugget because you're going to start seeing me use that language like, woo, I love that. That's fun. Okay. So what else for you uh, today? So um, yes. Okay. So yes. Okay. So what's happening now? So we have this incredible birthing of this new energetics that are coming in. And the the kind of continued next couple of days, very big, very big, high moving energies. So I just want you to just kind of, you know, stay attuned to that, choose your stories well, choose your own uh, adventure, right? And um, have a good time with that. Uh, also, I was playing a little music and it just ended and that's kind of odd feeling. Maybe I'll start the music again. I wonder if I can while I'm recording. I'm doing all this on my phone in the dark. No, I better not risk it because I've been recording. So I'm not going to mess with that. So, so anyway, I was enjoying that fun music. Um, uh, that just tells me how long I've been talking that that whole album played all the way through. <laughs> this is why I always like to have things on repeat, by the way. Um, so, okay. So energetics. So things are opening. Things are opening. Just huge, big openings are occurring. We are still in the passageway and the passageway is narrowing us down. There's more distillation and it would be easy to look at the example of what's going on for me with this new home. It's like, how is that a distillation process? That's like you made a whole new home come into being. Okay, great. Perfect. I hear that question. That's a perfect example. So it is a distillation because essentially there's a refinement that's occurred. So there's a refinement in my energetics and resonance within my human. And what was required around that was that I be in the new home. And all the things coalesce to make that occur. And then as I go into the new home, I'm doing an additional kind of winnowing down of the physical belongings that come with me. More refinement. So where is refinement or distillation wanting to occur either and both and within you within your beliefs within your assumptions within your where you're devoting your attention and your resources and where is that happening out in your kind of material physical circumstances in many different ways in all different ways and now the action so we have huge energetic supporting action began yesterday in particular so action is being asked of you in some way connect in to receive as much knowingness as you can about that aligned correct action 
and where you don't have knowingness, be in trust and patience that you will receive the knowingness and do your do the best that you can to take actions that support any sense that you have of, you know what feels most useful related to refinement or distilling or distillation, I'm going to just take that action. And it may be a very small kind of micro move, not this big sort of macro level move that I'm describing around my moving homes. That's great. That's perfect. Whatever feels like, yeah, I can do that. That feels good. And not, oh, I can do that much at least. Like, no, this isn't a kind of like, I'll do my best energy. Like, fuck that. Absolutely. Like that kind of energy of like, I'll do my best. You have encoded defeat (laughs) in that energy, right? And we do our best and that's the best we can do. That's true. But don't encode defeat in how you approach that, right? Like it's good old Yoda, right? There is no try. There is only do. Right. There is do or do not. You know, I don't remember his exact line, but you know what I mean. So whatever that looks like for you, it may be small macro micro moves related to your body. There is so much needed support to the body at this time and a kind of refinement of the ways in which you are in devotion to your biology um, because the, the kind of the core nature of the passageway that we're in, many of us have our kind of whole beingness, except for our biology, is already on the other side, right? That's my experience. And many of you are increasingly having the experience of I'm already through the passageway on the other side, but I have to wait for my biology to make the make make its way through the passageway because the nature of this evolutionary journey is through within the embodied experience so the human biology has to make its way through the the passageway and that can't be kind of hastened because there are there just are particular things that are occurring and they have to happen in a kind of a linear way and they're happening kind of at a cellular mitochondrial level and dna level within your physical biology but also your biology is moving through time in the way that we do in the third dimension where we move through time kind of like oh one day to the next day to the next day to the next day as we move through time into where that passage point uh occurs Um, in that kind of mid to late April time. And as we go through the refinement as it relates to body increasingly is taking precedence. So it's where does the body want attention, right? And I have a whole bunch of these things happening for me as well. So where does the body want more refinement of attention? And it would be easy for some of you to hear that as, oh, I've got to get crack-a-lackin' and crack the whip and be in discipline mode and, like, start putting myself into scarcity mode around how I think about food, for example, or put myself into, like, harsh disciplinarian mode in terms of how I think about kind of exercise or building bodily strength. Please don't do that. That is not the energetic, okay? And it may be true that kind of bringing more strength or mobility into the body through movement is 
useful and desirable at this time. It may be true that bringing, and is true for probably 99% of us, that bringing additional refinement and distillation around what am I choosing to put into my body, right? That conversation is super useful. But you feel the difference in the energetics between those two, right? So lean more and more into that, right? Part of what you're refining and distilling is the removal of tendencies to have that harsh disciplinarian, you know, uh, uh, rigid, authoritarian, patriarchal, extractive, energetic within yourself towards yourself. The more you can refine that level of the inner work, the more rapidly the collective can shift away from those ways of being and expressing itself in form in society and its relationship with the planet and the rest of the natural world. Remembering that humans are part of the natural world. This idea of like, oh, we're over here and humans in the quote unquote real world and then over there is the natural world is like one of the worst sort of inversions and separations, uh, expressions in material form that, that we have seen. Very painful. Uh, and many of us are here to uh, end and correct that. The best way to do that at this time is that inner peace. Okay? Because as long as we have within us those extractive, harsh, uh, rigid, patriarchal, uh, domineering, authoritarian, uh, fascist style um, energetics within ourselves toward ourselves, they will continue to express in the collective. It's that simple. Um, so, yeah. Okay, so that just keep doing that, keep doing that, and just you know, really just wherever you can bring light, delightfulness, play, fun, lightness of being. Which I don't say to mean that there's a problem or anything wrong with kind of the dark, there's nothing negative about that. That's not what I'm saying. Um, there are many false narratives in the spiritual world that make the claim or kind of get weaponized against people's work going inner into the within where there can be shadow and dark and the, you know, the incredible uh, spaces that are the, the deep creational spaces of the womb are dark. And that's beautiful. The seed is planted in the soil in the darkness, you know, that's where it all comes from. And of course, many of us are fucking terrified of that. And that deep sacred current of life force can be absolutely fucking terrifying to many. Um, but not to you. You know the deep sacred current of life force and you feel it in you and you love it. So you embrace that darkness of creational space and, and chaos, even understanding its relationship with, uh, with the light and the, the both and and the playfulness of them is really where we get into that full evolutionary journey of the kind of the mixture of imminence and transcendence, if you will, the embodied expression, the embodied experience of the full pan-dimensional cosmic you within your human form. That is what we came here to be. 
and you have your your own unique version of that and what are the kind of the visions uh, and clarity that you're beginning to bring into your awareness and into your knowingness about what you want that to look like in form right what do you want that to look like in terms of things that you're creating projects that you're going to birth uh, stories that you're going to bring out into the world uh, aspects of your entrepreneurial creations that you're ready to kind of bring into being all the fun stuff whatever that looks like for you so i hope this is super fun and helpful to you and i hope that you're having a good time with all these energetics and um and there have been very very intense and this may this this kind of experience may keep happening as the as the kind of the rising occurs so um i posted about this the other day this experience so this can be useful for you so part of what's going on is there's this incredible rising energy this pushing up energy and i want you to think of it as feeling like a wind that is pushing or creating kind of a big yeah just a big kind of wind energy and the way that a very very strong wind can move something very quickly but if that thing refuses to move the pressure of the wind against the thing can get more and more and more intense and if that thing refuses to move the wind can get strong enough to break it so don't 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 do that allow yourself to be moved with these energies the more you resist them the more intensely you'll feel the pressure of them and the more painful the experience will be now don't weaponize that against yourself to say oh i've been feeling pain i must be fucking this up and doing it wrong just the exact opposite of what i want you to do and i just hear that some of you will immediately do that so i'm giving you that reminder okay this is your reminder to oh wait i can soften how do i soften how do i go within and soften maybe i just need to sit with that painfulness experience and just be in it and allow myself to be in it and see what occurs there maybe the not being willing to move with the wind is simply resistance to allowing yourself to be in whatever that pain is i don't know but the energetic can feel like kind of the way you know if you have the engineering of of a of a flight craft of a of like of a plane or whatever um the engineering behind aviation speaks very much to the the kind of what is the sort of the the shearing uh energetics of the of the the force of moving through air at speed can create this kind of shearing pressure against the you know the body of the plane the wings of the plane and if the engineering is sort of done incorrectly um or the materials are not correct uh for the level of the acceleration of the wind then you can have like wings can snap off right so you viscerally can feel that sense of what that's like you may have been feeling that recently that there there will be more and more bursts like that occurring for you 
in the rest of the passageway. And the most effective way to deal with that is to just let yourself keep rising because the higher up you go, the easier the 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 forces the wind forces the energetic forces are uh and the more matched your resonance is as sort of the aircraft materials to the speed and you know force of that wind or the the movement through that energy so again we're back to you know the core of tend to your radiance tend to your magic Devote and feed and nourish your inner magic, your inner radiance. It is the highest leverage action you can do at any time. Literally. If you are standing there at your desk or at your kitchen counter in a, in a moment of overwhelm because you have 800 things on your list to do, put the list aside for a moment Drop into your center, drop into your connection to earth, drop into your connection to the stars, feel that within your central line of energy, and then ask, what would feed, nourish my magic, my radiance, right now? And whatever you hear, do that. And what you will likely experience on the other side of that is that several of your to-do items actually naturally resolve on their own through weird, mysterious, fun ways. Make a note of those and anchor them just for playful fun and to support your nervous system the next time you're in list overwhelm. And you'll then also have clarity about which order to do things. Okay? This is just, this is how it works. So this is actually really kind of deep teaching I'm giving you right now. I hope you're able to work with that and like really optimize it. All right. So I'm going to leave you with that fun, beautiful experience. I'm going to spend a little more time here this morning just kind of in rest, floating, multidimensional experience. And uh, um, and then I'm going to start moving into celebration of Lake House One and uh, packing of some items to bring with me to be in Lake House 2 this afternoon when I get kind of the keys and sign the papers and I'm going to be doing some uh, sort of ceremonial work over there afterwards with that land and the house and the beings there to come into formal uh, blessings and relationship and honoring uh, and cleansing and clearing and support of that space um, to get it ready for the next phase beautiful beautiful times i love you i thank you for your light in the world Mwah.